All right, uh, Brian, will we go to uh, a few uh, comments if we have a couple of them there? We will. I believe Colm is back in a minute, so yeah, let's jump into some comments. Yeah, Colm's yeah. just dropped off for a minute. He'll be back with us. Radio, yeah, the Lions are getting a bit of love as usual. The Lions to be very popular these days. Um, yes. Kelly, man, the Lions could make it happen. I'd like to make it happen. I'm assuming then, without he isn't, he isn't a Lions fan. He's just falling in love. No, he's just he's just happy for the Lions. Yeah. Um, interesting one tonight, um, which we haven't really touched on in the Cowboys game, was that they've signed T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton mm. was in the Colts last year. He's had a really good career there, and he wasn't picked up in free agency. Um, the Cowboys are anxious to get another wide receiver in. They were talking about Odell Beckham last week. Mm. T.Y. Hilton is a good player. That's a good pickup. I can... I can get yep. the love, and then he made a similar point around the fact that, they, as Colin alluded, they win. You know, Cowboys win a game that was a difficult game. They found a way to win. Bit of a conversation around the MVP, which will probably come to shortly because we're going to get into other games. And there's a bit of Chargers Dolphins talk, which I think we'll yeah. hold off. We'll hold off. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that, that one next. Yeah, we'll get into that one next. Yeah. In fact, uh, will we jump into it? And I can I can go to you first, and Colin hopefully yeah. will be back to us by the time. Uh, you've given us your thoughts. So this was Sunday Night Football, um, Dolphins Chargers. And I think you all picked the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and in de- uh, and then in the end, uh, we, we had a, a scoreline that perhaps surprised you a little bit. Uh, but let's talk about the specifics of the game. The scoreline was 23-17 in the end. Um, what was your takeaway from it, Brian? Well, in the lead-up to the game last night, it was an NBC Sunday Night Football game, and the NBC mm-hmm. guys were making their selections, and all eight picked the Dolphins. So then mm. I said, oh, well, we, we're all jinxed. We're and done said, now. Yeah. We really are done. Really are done. Um, look, as, as everybody knows in the NFL world, it's, it's Herbert too. It's the two guys that were picked in the draft a couple of years ago, fourth pick and fifth pick, and they came up against each other last night. The Chargers' defense is up and down the season, and... The column is, and myself continuously praised and spoke about how highly we, we look at Justin Herbert as arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he's been trying to win games with, with little around him at times. And last night it was, I felt it was evident. I know Collins has his ups and downs on whether Mike Williams is a, is a standout number one wide receiver, but he, when he plays, they are a bit more dynamic. And we saw that last night. It allows Keenan Allen to be a bit more freeful and get into positions to, you know, take care of toward down throws when they're in the toward the seven, toward the eight. And we saw a lot of them last night. And for the Dolphins, like the last two games, Tua has been pressured. And when he's pressured, he feels he's not comfortable. The throws are a little bit off. The people who want him out and being the most accurate thrower in the league. But when he's given all the time in the world to throw it, yes. But last night and again last week, he's been off. Some of the plays on the sideline when he was going out to the perimeter were going out of bounds. Didn't look comfortable. Thought the Dolphins got away from a game plan, which is what every team has been using this season, which is to run the ball in this Chargers defence, because when you run on them, they can't stop it. They only carried the ball 19 times last night, which was very low numbers in the NFL world, which is surprising. They continuously went for throws, and it just didn't materialise for them. And as the game went on, they kind of tired out this Dolphins defence, and the Dolphins right now are on a bit of a slippery slope. There's a few comments in there from Dolphins fans around what they think of Tua and whether they think this team is going to rebound and put themselves in the playoffs. I imagine they will, but it's a bit concerning. Even again, the other stats in the game, they punted seven times. There were three and 11 on tour downs. Like, it's not what we've been seeing from this season. I would put it down to a very decent, you know, as, as much as I give out with the Chargers and their head coach, I thought defensively last night was a lot better than what we've seen. And it allowed them with more players back on offense to find a way to win a game and put themselves back in the shake-up for the playoffs. Yeah. 
And what, what about you, Colm? Do you think like it was a wobble from the Dolphins or was this just brilliant Chargers play or was it a little bit of both or, or where do you see it? I, I think this is a bit... The, the NFL is a league, right, where something um, emerges, a trend emerges or a new tactic emerges, essentially, uh, and then there's a response to it. And for the Dolphins, it's they, they came out, right, and they had Tyree Kill and Jayla Waddle and a whole host of, of other weapons. Um, but um, Benjamin Salak does fantastic breakdowns. He's with the ringer. If you're not following um, him, follow him. He does really, really great breakdowns. And he highlighted what Brandon Staley did with this uh, Chargers defense. Um, and um, while certainly uh, you can criticize him for some things, um, a bit like Vic Fangio, maybe he has found the kryptonite of one of the, the great offenses. And what they looked to do was essentially um, force Waddle and Hill to the outside constantly um, and not allow Tua the intermediate middle of the field. That's where Tua throws the most. They don't believe Tua, Tua has the arm to go deep consistently especially on the outside and that's what you saw them do time and time and time again and they used the the safety who they call the robber to just drop in to that intermediate in the middle and basically say no not going to be be there and it was really interesting to watch that so it will be um you know what how does mcdaniel respond to that how does tua respond to that because up to now um, it has been, you know, they haven't had to think about it, right? Tyreek Hill and Waddle are so quick, and the it, it, this, this what they were doing was working so well that essentially the play started. All Tua had to do was put the ball where it was where he had been told almost, or he knew it was to go, and the players are going to be there. All of a sudden, they're not going to be there. They've taken that away. What will the response be to that? The good news, if you you are a Dolphins fan, is that it sounds like the injury to Hill's ankle is nothing too serious. And Armstead uh, didn't have a setback in the game, so he should be good to go against the, the Bills. But um, if you like stats, Kala. I saw a stat earlier that said that this one loss had dropped the Dolphins' chances to get to the playoffs by 14%. Um, so it will be a very, very interesting end to the season, uh, as Alex Ferguson used to call it, squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum time, indeed, yes. Brian, did you want to come back in there? I just saw you, saw you yeah, uh, thinking yeah, something yeah, through there. So you have a few I left behind. Uh, yeah, I actually, Colm, Colm nailed it. He was talking about some of the particular players. Like, there was a few scenarios last night where Tyreek Hill was turning around where he was trying to get himself free and the ball was already in a position where, you know, essentially, as you said, two was thrown exactly where he expected it to be. There was no kind of, you know, he wasn't like he was he was doing an audible or reversing a play. It was like, that's where it was supposed to be. And Tyreek Hill was kind of looking around. There was a bit of a mismatch of time, which we're not used to seeing. And there were some questionable decisions, and I don't think it would have impacted on the result, but there was, and, and it's been called out in, in some of the comments this evening. There was a roughing the passer uh, flag on Dolphins, which was ridiculous. Like We've seen some of it earlier in the season where there are fair challenges in terms of looking to sack the quarterback. And again, we saw creeping back in to the game last night. And I would say the NFL haven't done the league, sorry, the league haven't done the Dolphins any favours. They play Sunday night in, in LA, the latest game on, on the Sunday slate. And now there's three games this Saturday, and they're in the Saturday slate, going into Buffalo, top of the division, number one seed, in a game that's a must-win, and they're not getting a lot of time to 
turning it all around, having them to travel back from West Coast to East Coast and back up then to New York, to the, the wider New York area. So I don't think there's many favours on, on that side of things. I thought that was a bit unfair, bearing in mind that they actually flexed that game into Sunday night football in the first place. It wasn't like it was locked in for that time. Took the Broncos out, put that one in, and then still moved them to a Saturday game the following week, which I thought was a bit unfair. So that's going to be a really difficult game this weekend and be mm. interesting to see how, how it plays out. Other professional athletes still manage with all their money and all their training. They'll be okay, I'm sure. Um, all right. Uh, so the next one's an exciting one for me. 13 is usually an unlucky number, but 13 months ago was the last time the Panthers won on the road and they beat the Seahawks yesterday. I didn't even see it because I, I, I sort of was like, well, that's not happening. Uh, what kind of a fan am I? Uh, but they won 30-24. And actually, uh, from what I understand, that, that score is maybe not even as reflective of how one-sided it was. Um, Brian, tell me, tell me, uh, you saw this and what, what did you take from it? This was, I, I genuinely, like, I, it was 30 24. It was a late score by the Seahawks with 12 seconds ago. This was probably one of the most, I felt one of the most dominant performances that we saw. I did want, I genuinely, I said to Colin last night, I had a feeling for the Panthers all week. I thought their run game has been, having watched Thanks, the Seahawks Brian. the last few weeks, I haven't seen them live in Munich. Like the Bucks ran, ran the ball down their throat in, in uh, Munich. And it's starting to slow down a bit, this defense, which was playing really well at the start of the season. And the Panthers have three running backs. Since they've traded McCaffrey, they've kind of gone with a running back by committee, Foreman, Hubbard, Blackspear, who's come in as a rookie. He's been done really well. They had 10 drives yesterday. They only punted twice. And even on the last drive, where they needed to get first downs to win the game, they essentially ran the ball for 67 yards, got three first downs, kicked the game, when you feel like they to put the game away. It was very dominant. Then Seattle never got going. And I could have been more comfortable. The Panthers were in the red zone later in the game, and instead of taking the field goal, they went for it on fourth down. They actually ran four, four throwing plays, which was quite surprising. Bearing in mind how successful they were on the run game throughout the course of the game. All three running backs were in the game, and the Panthers' defence, which in fairness to Colm has been something Colm consistently has spoke about, how well they played despite the difficulty this season, again, had a really solid game. And like, Bearing in mind that they sacked Matt Rule and Wilkes came in and you know, he had a difficult time when he was head coach in the league previously and the owner said there's no chance of him getting the job. The way things are going, you'd have to, you know, even in his press conference after the game, he was saying when we were trading players and when the GMs were, were trading players and trying to offset some players for next season and trying to reduce salary cap, people thought we were tanking. Well, we, the players internally, rallied. And Sam Darnold, the quarterback, is, and I said it the other day, is, he hasn't had the greatest of careers, but the one thing you can talk about, a quarterback that comes in playing his first game of the season, so late in the season, there's a freshness to him as opposed to other quarterbacks in the league, and you can see that in the way he's playing. It's like the start mm. of the season for him. It'll probably catch up for him in the end, but right now they are playing very well. They're only one game out of top of the division because of, of how poor the Bucks are playing. They're playing against the Steelers team the weekend. That's a very winnable game at home. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the team. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. And win. Um, Magic Seattle, happens sometimes. For Seattle, like again, it's, things seem to be slowing up. They've got a difficult game against the 49ers. And I was wondering, is the similar to the Giants, is the success of the earlier part of the season starting to catch up because they're starting to play mm. more difficult games and they don't have the, the players to compete against the higher, the higher echelons within the league? Yeah, fair enough. Colm, uh, how brilliant was it the Panthers winning there? Uh, your thoughts, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, like uh, seriously impressive. And Brian has touched on some of it, but just to highlight, like 
this the, the Panthers are on their third starting QB. Um, the the Q the QB who who started the season was released, and granted, he ended up winning a game for his new yes, team on, on Thursday. Um, but at the same time, um, so the, the Panthers have gone through it. Um, they basically sacked the entirety of the the coaching staff, um, and they traded Christian McCaffrey. So for them to to be where they are, Brian Riley mm. points to the the head coach, and I I think. Um, you know, the, the concern would be that, look, the allure of a big name, uh, you know, with with an owner who uh, is a hedge fund guy, and uh, mm-hmm. that may be the route he wants to go. But you would have to give serious, serious kudos um, to what um, the, the head coach has done, the way in which he has rallied that team, and the fact that he has, you know, put um, – game plans to, together to get the most out of them and to exploit the weaknesses of their opponents um it, look the, the the nfc south um is I, I like it'd be great it'd be a great story to see somebody else win it rather than than tom brady and uh, i think the vast majority of people around the league would it would enjoy that if it was to be the panthers uh what an unbelievable story that would be uh, yeah. the the refrain that you hear constantly around the the league is oh you shouldn't make a coaching change mid-season because it, it doesn't benefit you and and it doesn't make you know um you you, won't, you 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 might get a one or two game bounce well the panthers have proven all that wrong at the moment that division while the bucks are definitely favorites it's it is up for grabs and yeah it would be a wonderful story if it was to be the panthers Oh, yeah. Well, for me, that would be a double happy story, all right. Tom Brady sunk and the Panthers uh, rising back up to the top where they belong. All right. Game seven that we're going to talk about now is the, um, <clears throat> well, it's the Jags and uh, the Titans. Uh, it was it was, uh, it was was uh, an interesting game. 36-22 was the final, final score. Um and um, what was your take? Actually, Colin, let's let's go to you first on 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 what you think was the was the formula for success here. I I think what what was really impressive was right. The, okay, that this is the Titans team that you know has a significant number of injuries and that can't be ignored in some ways. But it is a Titans team who started the game really well, and Derrick Henry like he there. He absolutely adores playing the Texans. The Texans are who he would love to play every single week. But the next team on the list would be the Jags. And he started off yesterday, and it was certainly uh, the case that he was trundling all over everybody. Um, but again, this is a, a case, I think, of a, no, well, a number of different factors. But the, you cannot overlook the head coach and the culture that he has instilled there and the fact that you know they hadn't won in uh, Tennessee in, in so long, but um, they, they, the fear isn't there. And Trevor Lawrence, who... Um, during the week, you know, had had missed out. There were questions. He was limited. All that sort of stuff. Uh, he was fantastic yesterday. He he was really really great. And you you've heard the players consistently, and we referenced it on the show uh, just last week. I think uh, again they talked about how 
he they felt that Trevor Lawrence didn't have a rookie year because things were you know just so crazy under Urban Meyer um, that he really missed out and that's why maybe earlier this year he didn't look like maybe the second year QB that we expected that he was still learning and that he has grown massively uh, and uh, you know this this is another division you would expect the the Titans to probably close it out but the, the Jags will look at it. They will look at the fact that the, the Titans are, um, you know, so beaten up and they will say, you know, we meet again in week 18. If we can win out, maybe, maybe, um, you know, they they could be in in with the shot of a playoff berth. And that is the beauty of the NFL. Like last yeah. year, there wasn't, a, you know, a bigger pick, pick your uh, analogy, uh, dumpster fire, train wreck. Uh, clown show, whatever you want to pick, the Jags were it. The Jags made the Texans look like the sane and sensible group, uh, and yet here we are, uh, a you know, a year on, a new head coach, uh, and all of a sudden Trevor Lawrence is beginning, beginning to look, um, you know, like uh, the quarterback we thought he could become. Yeah, yeah, and more power to him. Okay. Brian, your take on the same game? I think Column summed it up very well. And I think this uh, conversation with the fact that the division is still open, they're two games behind. I think this weekend is significant. Titans, the Titans have lost three games in a row now. They're going into LA to play the Chargers, as we spoke about there, who've just won that game against Miami. And the Jags have the Cowboys at home. So if the Jags, if the Jags are for real and, and they are going to run the table, you know, no bigger win than to go and beat a Cowboys side. Look, I look at the Trevor Lawrence's numbers over the past few weeks. They're they're really off the charts. Even the game last week in Detroit, he had some good numbers despite the injury. And he was 30 of 42 yesterday, 368, three touchdowns. They're really staggering numbers. Bear in mind that in the first half, it took a while for their, their offense to get going. Collins rightly called that Derrick Henry was playing really well. He had a touchdown. He was running all over him. And then something seemed to click with this Jags defense. He found ways to hold him down. There was a number of fumbles. And in the second half, they were totally dominant. They totally dominated the game. They put it away. It was like there was a late score from the Titans to essentially even make it a bit more respectful than it actually was. And even at the end of the season, if they don't run the table and they don't get into the playoffs and win this division, they reflect on a season which was a lot of what ifs. They lost against the game against the Texans by one score. They lost against the Colts by one score with a touchdown with 10 seconds to go. Had the game against the Giants to win. Had against the Broncos to win in London. Like I know there'll be a lot of teams that will feel the same. You know, they look at every game and scrutinise and say, oh, if only we had done this. But there's four games there this season. They really could have, if they had to split that two and two, they would be joined top now. And essentially top of the division. So there's a lot of momentum still with them. They've still got an upgrade opportunity. It's a fantastic win. You called it out the other day on the show. They've lost the four, last five games in that stadium. So they've they've broken the slide there. And uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like the quarterback that we all expected. Albeit it's taken a year and a half sorry, a season and a half into his NFL career to finally get to the stage that we were hoping and expecting to see when he came out of Clemson. Yeah, good things take time. All right, we have one more game before we get into the quick fire round. So uh, this one was in uh, pretty poor weather conditions um, and the Bills um, uh, defeated the Jets uh, 20 points to 12, I think it was. Um, and I know that the Jets QB got injured there. Um, now, the weather wasn't quite as bad, or it was worse probably than it was in Ireland. I nearly said it wasn't as bad as it was here in Ireland when we had our light dusting of snow and people lost their mind. Uh, but in any case, uh, regardless of weather conditions, uh, the Bills march on 
uh, uh, so Brian, what uh, what's your takeaway from that game? Cali, you're talking about weather conditions. I'll give you something. Of, I wouldn't call it a stat. Was it? It's just ah uh, well, consensus. sure. Let's call it a stat anyway because I love yeah, them. General general consensus from early on in the game, it was that red zone didn't go to this game for quite some time, and the reason being there was ten drives and there was ten punts. Neither team could move the ball. Both defense are on top, and it's a combination of bad weather, adverse weather conditions. But the Bills find a way when when the weather's not great, they rely on their quarterback, and we spoke about whether that can take them all the way to Arizona and win a Super Bowl. They've quite limited in their run game. They they do try to maintain a run game consistently, but it just doesn't seem to work. And then they're relying on a quarterback who again yesterday ran for sixty yards and a touchdown. And will that get them to the Super Bowl? I'm not entirely sure. But yesterday looked two year two biggest plays yesterday from a from a passing standpoint, twenty four yard touchdown to Knox and a two yard to Diggs. And in fairness to the Jets defence, they are one of the better defence in the league. They held their own the first time they played and they beat them twenty seventeen. Colin you know, he caught, he selected the Jets to win this game and there was merits to, to why he, he saw that. Like, it just wasn't enough for him yesterday. Mike White in fairness yesterday, like Jets fans and we, we joked about it last week with the T shirts, but yesterday again he showed the battling quarterback. He didn't have the best of games, but he he, he went off injured. He got evaluated, he came back on and then got re injured and then ended up in hospital and now he's probably unlikely to play this weekend, but it was kind of a testament to the guy that he kept coming in and trying to win the game and put the team on his shoulders. It wasn't to be. The Jets are now in this precarious situation, similar to other teams in the AFC that are battling for this wild card spot. They're losing games, but you know, they'll have to break the slide this weekend potentially when they play the Lions. But you're, the Bills march on, the weather was difficult. If any team can deal with the weather in Buffalo is actually yeah, the no team. And which it's is the why Buffalo so, Bills. Yeah, which is why it's so crucial and why we keep talking about whoever ends up as the four seed in the AFC, if it's Buffalo, you, you find it very dif- difficult to see who will go in there, especially in January in the weather. It gets, it only gets worse and beat them yeah. to make make it into the Super Bowl. Although the weather is much nicer in Arizona, maybe they can handle that too. Colin, what do you take away from this Bills game? Oh, uh, Kala, I, I think even if you're maybe not, a, even if you're not an, an NFL fan, um, you are probably familiar with the culture of the Buffalo Bills um, and the Bills Mafia and the way in yes. which they, they, you know, the, the fandom, uh, what they do, the tailgating, uh, the fact that they launch themselves uh, off of uh, buildings, off of uh, trailers, off of anything in the vicinity to break through tables. And their defense treated Mike White like a table at a tailgate yesterday. Uh, every single opportunity, they absolutely floored him. And yeah, Brian is right. He showed remarkable uh, toughness to, to come in there. It will be, I suppose, interesting to see what happens uh, because obviously Zach Wilson is there. Mike White is out of contract uh, this year. So what the, the Jets are going to do. Brian mentioned earlier the rumor about Tom Brady. Uh, so I, I, I imagine they know they have a seriously talented defense. They have all sorts of question marks about the quarterback and they need to figure out something. I think Brian has really summed up the, the game well. Uh, for, for Buffalo, it is about endeavoring to get that number one seed. Um, but the other thing uh, that is everyone's talking about um, this uh, this week again is potential for more snow. And we saw them have to move to Detroit 
uh, in the not too distant uh, past, just a couple of weeks ago. Could that be the case again, or or might we finally get a, a proper snow game, uh, which is what I think most people want? But uh, yes, yeah, certainly keep an eye on the weather. Yes, uh, always as Irish men, we always do. Uh, right, uh, so we'll go to the quick fire round. Oh, Brian, did you have something well, there? Yeah, no, yeah, I had a look. I had to, I was enticed by the uh, forecast for the weekend. Um, snow <laughs> minus six and heavy rain, um, is what the uh, overall forecast for this game. So, yeah, snow um, and heavy rain, or yeah, just heavy bit rain? Of com- bit of combination of everything, little though. combo. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, good luck to them. Um, we probably have much the same here in Dublin. 